The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-Y. And mention I sent you. All right. This is one of my favorite subjects. Uh, right now, I am doing, I'm in the middle of watching The Office and, and ranking every episode. And uh, it's very painful because the, fine, the the last couple seasons were absolutely painful to watch. But before that, I ranked uh, every episode of Seinfeld. And it was not as, all, I, I, think, I think seasons like eight and nine of Seinfeld were a little bit not that great. But still, it's any episode of Seinfeld is better than most tv shows ever created um with me to talk about is mike and nick from seinfeld scholars who is who are having a tournament of seinfeld episodes this should be really interesting guys how you doing pretty good awesome thanks for probably should have got that uh cbs ncaa music going on in the background yeah We're a little um, early. It's February madness instead of work. February. <laughs> get to jump Fe- on it. February fury. There you uh, go. Uh, so, okay. So if you go to at Seinfeld Scholar, it's Seinfeld, S-C-H-O-L-A-R, and uh, go to their pin tweet, you could vote on them. Voting is going on right now. And your vote, you're including every episode, but you had a bunch of uh, uh, buys. So how did you determine... Like, how did you rank these? Obviously, you had to rank these episodes. How did, how did that happen? It was uh, pretty much uh, committee work. So back and forth, a lot of discussion. Uh, as Nick can attest, I'm just shooting those guys homework. You know, let's focus on these ones, rank these. Let's focus on these, do that. And eventually, we kind of got to, okay, here's what the seedings are going to be. Or how's here, here's how we're going to organize it and those sorts of things. And I'll let Nick talk a little bit from his perspective, since I was the one with the spreadsheets and he wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, the, this isn't our first rodeo with this. I think we join a, a pretty uh, storied group of people who've tried to rank Seinfeld episodes. So uh, Crummy, what was the first one? Was it five years or 10 years? We did yeah, a mini bracket. Ten, um, well, 10 year anniversary and 15 year anniversary. Yeah. There was no bracket involved. It was just our opinions. Uh, yep. Up to each yep. individual person say, here's your top 10. Here's your top 15. And by the way, when we're talking about the anniversary, we're talking about it from the final episode. So this is a 25 year celebration this year. Final episode, May 14th. Um, so back on the 10 year anniversary, 15 year anniversary, we did this top 10 list, top 15 list. Now we're getting into a bracket style where you can just pick one at a time out of two options and really the catalyst for that was wanting to make sure that every episode got visibility, got a chance. It wasn't just, oh yeah, here's kind of a common top 10 and we forget about a lot of them. We wanted every single episode to see the light of day and get an opportunity. Let's just talk about the finale. Uh, All right. So um, when here in the Pittsburgh area, they show two two episodes of Seinfeld on uh, on one of the local TV stations at eleven and eleven thirty p.m. And I kind of base my life around this, even though, and I lose sleep because of it because I have to get up early in the morning. But I don't care because I still want to watch it. 
Um, even though I could watch any episode when I want, I just <laughs> when it comes on, I just I, I'm usually so excited and I usually watch it. But whenever the finale comes on, can't watch it. Or or or, or when I do watch it, I'm like, man, this just they they just missed. What, what do you guys think about the finale? Mike, why don't you go first? I've got okay. So I I rewatched it just last week. I rewatched every episode over the last eight months purely so I could write recaps for this tournament. So every poll comes with a little recap of each episode in case you just want a quick reference. Um, but I, I know when I watched the finale live, I laughed like crazy because it was fun to see all this parade of characters come back. Um, evaluating it later with a critical eye, the biggest problem it had going for it was it just wasn't a structured, normally structured Seinfeld episode. You know, forget about the fact that they sent him to prison and all that other stuff. They sidelined the main characters for 15 minutes in the courtroom. And basically it was just, you know, Kramer kind of reacting to what the witness said. You know, that's for four performers that were just magical for nine seasons to kind of have them just sit there at a table probably wasn't the best direction. So I, I'm, I'm fully respectful of any and all opinions on the finale. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. You know, I sort of think about the finale in that same way, right? With I get that they wanted to do a recap. I get that they wanted to bring back old people. I, I think that they kind of wanted to make it warm and fuzzy. But truly, in a show about nothing, I thought the finale was basically about nothing. And as I watched it the past, I've watched it what probably three times in the past two years. Uh, the last one was probably a couple weeks ago as well. I was just like, it, I, it just felt like a nothing, like how in the world did we get here, right? Especially when you look at a couple of the episodes preceding the finale. Um, it, yeah, uh, looking back on it, I fell flat or it fell flat for me. Did I laugh? Yeah, I laughed. But boy, you're kind of hoping for this big home run or swan song, right? They're just going to sail off into the sunset and... It's so hard. He was put in a, in a, in a, um, an impossible situation, but still that's why I hated it because it was so unlike every other episode. It was so different. Every episode is like, Oh, they're doing stuff and they're, you know, doing regular stuff and then crazy things happen or whatever. This one, it was just, so large and grandiose and so many people and so many things like this isn't anything that I'm used to seeing. And I think that that's personally why I hated it. Cause it's just so different from every other episode. And yeah, they get, you know, I, I, I heard uh, uh, Seinfeld say recently, or, or at least I found out recently that he said um, all the critics said, uh, well, these guys, these these characters, they do horrible things. Nothing ever happens and they never get punished. So he's like, okay, I'll write an episode where they do get punished. It's like, yeah, but that's <laughs> who cares about the critics? So, I mean, it, it was so cool to have all the most of the characters come back. That was that was really cool. But it's just it, it's it's just it's it, I think he was put in an, an impossible situation. Um yeah, if I may, um, I think one of the weird juxtapositions of the, the finale um, and season nine is that that was the la that was the season, the, the very last real episode, right, was uh, the 
Puerto Rican Day, which caused a lot of controversy, right? Because if I recall right, a, a Puerto Rican flag got lit on fire, right? Yes, and, yeah, and, and, and they banned and that was, episode. Yeah, it was a very edgy comedy that I thought that episode was really edgy and really pushed the boundaries. And it's a comedy that I don't, I don't think that if Seinfeld were airing today, that that episode airs like that did. We're, we're just not in that world anymore. And so when I think they pushed the envelope so far right there at nine, and then to come back for the finale, I, that was just a, another thing that as I thought about, you know, where do these episodes rank and, and what role do they have? And how do they end up in, in this big volume of comedy? That That's a weird, that that's some real tension for me. I hated the Puerto Rican Day Parade. I, I actually listed it as now I have 169 episodes because I think I yeah. took some of them and, tur- and turned them into, you know, you know, two hour long episodes. Turn them so anyway, but so I have it listed as my worst episode. I don't care. I mean, OK, yeah, the I, I get the, the the Puerto Rican flag thing was was uh, was offensive, but it was just a I think what he they did in this episode, they, they took like eight different writers or something like that and they broke them off into teams and it's like okay you do this part of the episode you do this part and it was just a big mess i i i and i hated it i, I do you i mean besides the the, the flag thing did, did you guys even like that episode i i don't have it going far i didn't think it was a great episode i guess what i i felt like it was really edgy in some ways and that that's just i'm, I'm gonna leave my comments at that what do you think mike yeah, I, you know, people, some people were surprised at how much vote it was getting. It, it actually uh, went up for a vote yesterday uh, in the opening round. It's up against the parking space episode uh, where George is attempting to parallel park before Mike <laughs> Moffat comes in uh, front first parking. And uh, the Puerto Rican day is actually getting a quarter of that vote. So it's like 75 to 25. It's not 95 to five or 99 to one or anything like that. So there, there are obviously people out there who didn't mind it or just really hate Mike Moffat. I don't know. <laughs> Man, that Michael Jordan, he's such a phony. I love that line. Um, that's a great line. I love that. That's that's yeah. The parking space is one of my, one of my favorite episodes. And then when he comes back, in I think season eight or nine, and uh, he's the bookie. Oh, I, I forget what that was. Su- the Susie, the Susie episode. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't. She didn't kill herself. She was murdered by Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, that was the, he was he was one of my favorite. Um, um, finished minor, minor characters. Um, yeah. Are there any other surprises in the votes that you've seen so far? Uh, I wouldn't say surprises. To this point, and you know, obviously, at this point, it was it's episodes that we we wanted to put early on, so we're not to the to the cream of the crop just yet, anyway. Um, although, obviously, people are going to have different opinions on that. There's definitely going to be first round episodes that people don't understand why they didn't get a buy, and that's fine. That's that's just Seinfeld when you've got so many great episodes, you're going to run into that. But um, just just one other point, since you mentioned the Susie in the parking space, those are going to meet in the next round. Oh we had a little fun with putting some similar themes <laughs> or similar characters and that sort of thing. So Mike Moffat versus Mike uh, Moffat. Mike, Mike, oh, <laughs> boy. It's, it's, it's okay, I'm going to go through these real quick. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote right now, actually. Uh, okay. The Invitations versus the Pony Remark. 
Uh, the Invitations is one of my least favorite episodes um, because I, there are times in Seinfeld where they they just go too far. And killing Susan, okay, she dies, that, that sinks. But their reaction, they're in the hospital, and he just finds out, hey, she died. And they're like, oh, okay, let's go get a sandwich. Like, you, someone just died. Your fiance just died. And they're like, oh, okay, let's go. And I mean, and I get it. And, and, and they kind of responded to that because a year later in the, the season eight finale, the summer of George, when George ends up in the hospital and he's like, well, you might be paralyzed or something. And they're like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> so, okay, that's, that's a funny. But I, I, I hated that part. I thought they went too far in killing Susan. My goodness. Um, Didn't they uh, have a bigger reaction uh, for the guy committing suicide than they did for Susan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? They were at least horrified by that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. reaction for season for Susan was poor Lily. Poor Lily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Kramer. I pull that. I pull that Kramer thing too. I, I I call people by the wrong name, or I I say their uh their their birthday or something wrong. It's like it's like I you know it's because like, I think I know what my own name is. It's like yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think I do too. But um, okay. So I, I I did not like the pony remark, but I'm going to vote for that. Oh, the invitations is winning. Interesting. Uh, the wife versus the, the stock tip. The wife is the one with Courtney Cox, right? Yes, it is. Uh okay, the stock tip. Okay, so um seasons I, I guess you could call it season one, but basically seasons one and two. I'm not a fan of most of those episodes because I don't think they found their footing yet. I don't think they they found who they were yet. Do you agree that the like really they got 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 going in season three? I completely agree that they didn't have their footing yet. Where I maybe disagree is going back and not having watched those episodes until I was well in the groove of watching more like season four, season five, season six to kind of go back there. I feel like I can see the seeds being planted. I can see what they were going for. I can see they were doing, they just hadn't found that rhythm yet. They hadn't found that rhythm of how the actors and the characters play off each other. They certainly hadn't found like the editing and timing rhythm of actually putting the show together. That's where it really transformed in my mind. It was Partially the actors figuring out, but then that also that post-production part changed. They they got it. They they found it. Yeah, I I I think we two characters that I really think of um that they, they are my favorites. It's George and Kramer. They are my favorite characters. Um and I don't think we really understood who Kramer was in seasons one and most of two. Um, and we, I don't think we found that out really until the end and, and three, he really took off. Um, I think when George really became a more pathetic person in season two, um, that I think that was a big stepping point for the series. Like we got somebody, it's not Jerry, but boy, we know that we can throw stuff at uh, Jason Alexander and he's going to do a really great job at it um so that's you know going back i i try to look at one and two in those eyes like okay they don't know who they are yet we haven't developed but then um you know george and the revenge i mean that was just to me it was like this is a very very pathetic human and i love him (laughs) (laughs) uh my my one of my um favorite 
George is a pathetic human uh, responses is when the cabin burns down and <laughs> their home, their, 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 their a building is burning down. He's like, I don't think you gave me the money for the toll or something or whatever. He was like, <laughs> yeah, right at the end of the bubble boy episode. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Time. Oh, by the way, this kid might have died. Oh, by the way. <laughs> um, every time the, the bubble boy episode comes on, I always tweet who invaded Spain in the eighth century. And I love when people don't get the joke. I love it. I, I people are like, well, actually, uh, this, this is what happened. The Spain was this. And it's like, no, no, no. There's only two. Ep- there's only two <laughs> answers. Only two Moors or moops. moops. If I if they say Moors, I say, oh no, it's moops. If they say moops, I'm like, that's a misprint. <laughs> every time, every time, I love it so much, and 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 I love going back and forth. So, uh, uh anyway, um, okay. So the wife or the stock tip, I'm gonna take the wife, and it is winning big. Okay, uh, the apology versus the truth. Okay, I don't remember. Oh, the apology was with James Spader when he was with AA, and it's like I don't want, I didn't want your giant head ruining my sweater. That's that was what funny. I, I I don't necessarily put that episode near the top of my favorite episodes, but I love that line to that that i'm so sorry i'm that i didn't want your rather baldest head spader was great in this uh and that's i you have a, a little synopsis of everything that goes on and that's what i love doing when i was when i was ranking them is i would list and it's one of the reasons why i did this is i i wanted to document all of the jokes and all the because you, you forget some of that sometimes you remember the main plot but you don't remember all the other things that were that were happening so uh uh, oh yeah, this is just like one where Peggy thinks Elaine is promiscuous. So doesn't want to touch it. <laughs> that was she had some great lines in that. I was like, oh, I'm I'm glad you brought over one of your many boyfriends to uh, talk to me or something like that. Um, and then the the truth was uh, Jerry's being audited. Um, George's girlfriend, what is one of my least favorite in the series, she was very annoying. So the I'm chopsticks, going, right? You know, the chopsticks. She was so annoying. God. Okay, yeah. so the apologies looks like that's going to win. Uh, the masseuse versus the virgin. I hated. I I I get it, but about the masseuse. Um, he but um, the thing about that episode, which which, who was the masseuse? Isn't that Jennifer Coolidge or something like that? Yeah. It is indeed. Yep. Who has gone on to uh, a normal with a normal voice, as a lot of people like to point out on Twitter these days. How does she have a normal voice when she was on Seinfeld? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She, she doesn't even look like that anymore. So, uh, uh, okay. And then the Virgin. Okay. The Virgin was that was the beginning of the the show within the show storyline, which was yes. to me one of the greatest things ever. I remember when it first came out, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. They're doing a show about the show in the show. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, but I don't remember too much else. I think I'll go with the Virgin in that one. And, oh, the Virgin's winning big. So they'll. Yeah, I think we got four four relatively comfortable margins for the for the leaders on today's polls. Yeah, was it yesterday's or tight or Saturday's? I think maybe had some tight ones going on like the limo and the cadillac is a hotly contested one i know from <laughs> from saturday it started up okay let's talk about the parents um <laughs> i anything involving jerry's parents and really george parents i i i i take personally because if you combined all of those 
Jerry's parents and George's parents into one set of parents. That was my life. That was my <laughs> parents. It's so, and everything that happens, I'm like, oh, this happened to me. Just the yelling and the, you know, refusing to pay and just how Jerry's parents were. Um, what, what did you just say? What, let's start with Jerry's parents. How, what did you think of them? I, I, I do think that the, the big change, right? Who's uh, the, the swap out of Jerry's dads? Who are the two guys? Um, oh, yeah. The original Morty is like in the second. second. I hated. I hated right, that. that and, and I think I, I think taking him out was probably a saving grace. Because that guy, he, I forget his name. He, horrible. Yeah, he was horrible. Not totally. Unmem- maybe the least memorable character in all of Seinfeld. Sorry, buddy. Anyway, I, I, that's my one thought. It's like the, um, yeah, the new Marty. Yeah, um, I thought his, his mom was hilarious. I, I I enjoyed her. I mean, they didn't ask her to do a lot. You know, she just, you know, it wasn't like a Frank Costanza type performance sort of ask, or even an Estelle Costanza type of performance they were asking out of her, but just the sort of stuff like, oh, how can anyone not like you? It's impossible. It's impossible. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh so good um barney martin barney martin is is That's wait is, is that morty. original J- wait new morty or old morty new morty right new morty is all yeah but barney no. martin yeah um okay yeah yeah and uh jerry's mom hooked up with uh james dean or something like that i, I didn't know about that till like three months ago i saw something about that <laughs> weird um but my goodness, George's parents are just amazing. Every every scene Jerry Stiller is in, perfect. Yeah. You know, we had a conversation about that a, a week ago, just as, as uh, the committee got together, and and that was that definitely took up a bulk of our time. And I think we're definitely in in agreement. He was he not only did he do no harm, but he was always awesome. He he really made every every scene he was in. He made it, and then and then George's mom too, just just nailed it. Oh my goodness! Just and whenever whenever the uh the bra when 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 he's explaining the bra, that was one of the best scenes ever. It was perfect. She's like, "You got ketchup on my bra." Um, let me let me explain. Let me explain what the, the sizes are. <laughs> oh, that that's 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 another thing. And I always quote that. It's like you got the A, you got the B, you got the D. The D is the biggest. And he says, "Yeah, Dad, I know the D is the biggest. I base my whole life on the D is the biggest." I get so many women reply to me. Like, Excuse me, D is not the biggest bra size. I'm like, I do not want to have this conversation. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. By the way, that episode, the sniffing accountant episode, is where that happens. And that that episode, it's it's. it's that one's going to have obviously a great chance if for nothing else than the Kramer scene where he drinks the beer and smokes a cigarette, <laughs> Puts I mean, a cigarette in the wrong way. <laughs> you talk about amazing physical comedy and to pull that off. Some of the things that he does, I think we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't appreciate enough how much Michael Richards just nailed some of that physical comedy, but just think about <laughs> drinking drinking a beer and smoking at the same time and nailing all of that. I think they did like, like a, a whole different take on that where he also goes crazy and stuff like that, but still, Oh my God. Has there been anybody that's done physical comedy as well as him since the show? 
I don't think so. I mean, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I, right. And if someone was even close, we all probably would have said someone's name. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that, that comedy just doesn't really exist a whole lot anymore. I mean, sitcoms sure have taken a, a they've gone their own way, but yeah. Could he um, go down in history as the last great physical comedian for a you know television series? It's possible. Probably. It's possible. Yeah. Um, in terms of the quality of acting, obviously Jerry is way down at the bottom. Um, he, he, I, he's, he's. I, I initially thought he was like the worst actor of all time, or something like that, because like he was smirking in every scene he was in. Like, come on, dude. I mean, but I think he was a little better than that, but still. But I mean, in terms of best acting, best best acting performances, or or just best actors in general, I think it's it's maybe a tie between Jason Alexander and and Julie Louis Dreyfus. Um, I mean, Jason Alexander just just made this whole series, so he was just the perfect George. You know, you you when when they talk about it, it's like, well, this could have this this person could have been George, or this person's like, no, 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 it would not have worked. Jason Alexander just absolutely nailed it. Um, I think Dreyfus's performance, to me, she's the most believable human being on the show, right? I think everybody else is truly a caricature of somebody or something. And maybe in a way she is a caricature, but you know, I think she could have, like in a real world, world social situation, I think a lot of people can be like, oh yeah, I know an Elaine, but do you really know a George? Do you really know a Kramer? Like, so to me, I find her a very relatable character, yet still embodying some of the, like a career that just won't go anywhere. Um, she cannot find love no matter how hard she tries. Um, and yet, like, I know a lot of people like that. <laughs> well, I, growing up watching the show as a 14 year old to 18 year old, you know, when I watched that each episode for the first time, I had absolutely not enough appreciation for Julia Louis-Dreyfus and what she was doing with the material they gave her. Because when you really try to drill down on some of the, the lines that she had to give compared to what the guys were given at times, I mean, she took it to a completely different level with how she was performing on that stage. It, it, it's crazy now to watch it and see, oh my gosh, how did... You know, even as a 14-year-old kid, yeah, I'm just more interested in the jokes maybe. But, wow, it's just, I, it blows me away even to this day what she did. Well, she was also, for me, I'll admit it, okay, she was also a sex symbol for sure. Oh, right? yeah. Because I thought she I had a crush on her. <laughs> yeah, total crush on her. Drop dead gorgeous and funny and on TV. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that still gets my, you know. I'm thinking about your heart. Your heart. Okay. I'm I'm thinking about her performance in the subway when when the the subway breaks down or something like that, and, and she's just like her internal monologue is going off, and she was she was so good in that. But yeah. Um, well, and then when she pulls off the porn star voice in the tape. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> there is not a man in America, and maybe a lot of women in America, who didn't listen to that and go. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> See, that was that was one of my least favorite episodes because it was like so, you know, y- you had this Jerry and, and Elaine dynamic and they basically is, you know, agreed, okay, let's let's just be friends. Uh and then you have her and they're they're all they're all they all fell in love with her, which I think all of America <laughs> fell in love with. Her. Like, oh my god. <laughs> um uh, but in in terms of characters progressing from the beginning to the end of the series jerry basically stayed the same george kind of stayed the same i mean he had that that high with when he was with the yankees and then but basically he was always just a pathetic loser kramer is always kramer but elaine went from like respectable person to just someone that just gave up on life at the end she just like whatever i give up i mean it just every every professionally with her relationships everything it just it just all went to hell for her nothing ever worked for elaine like nothing right no. even when she tried the opposite it still didn't work out right <laughs> well i know jerry has spoken about uh in the airport episode specifically and that's a little bit more in the early going but the, the kind of decided that jerry would be the one that things work out for on occasion, not the other ones. The other ones are the ones where they're supposed to fall on their faces and have all this, um, you know, comedic conflict and all these sorts of things. And Jerry's going to be the observer who's kind of even Steven and he's just going to kind of slide through and Uh, everything evens out. Yep. Perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> he ends up with the, with the, with that great situation on the, in the, uh, in the airplane with the model. And then, and then it goes away because he picks his nose. Even that, that no, crap. Crap. I did like I did that that episode where he's like I'm even Steven where he's like she's like just give me some money and then she throws away it's like you could have done that with anything <laughs> um yeah okay let's let me just let me just do my top 10 episodes and then we'll go from there um I have number 10 is the outing um I guess people don't like it I guess it's one of those you know that's one of those things where the show is outdated the show is out there are so many episodes of Seinfeld where you could say if they had a cell phone this this is not happening you know like the Chinese restaurant like uh like when when uh the Keith Hernandez episode where he says hey, tell me I'll mark me in you know that's that's a text message you know and everything is cleared up um but I don't know I guess people because of the the things about uh you know how how people view you know gay people or something like that but um one of my favorite episodes and i still i still love the outing what what did you think of that that was one of your showcase picks nick when we episode showcases leading up to the bracket so we put a little one minute highlight film of a bunch of different episodes so the outing is one of those but it's a total classic one can one can argue maybe it's outdated in this day and age but for the moment it was breathtaking to an unbelievable level i think i i agree um and and again hard to do comedy like that today and that's i think that solidifies its spot is just a groundbreaking episode just hysterical i mean you're you're laughing every seven to ten seconds in that episode yeah yeah it's just, it's just a not maybe not a gut buster but you're always giggling you're always smirking there is like you know they're hitting on that episode yeah. Yeah. Guys and dolls. Isn't that a lavish Broadway musical? It's guys <laughs> and dolls, not guys and guys. Um, 
I have number nine is the Murph Griffin episode. Maybe so. I uh, maybe I shouldn't have had it that that high. It was such a cool concept of having the, the Murph Griffin show and and just Kramer running with it. Even even I was like, let's go to commercial break, and he's he's, he's, he's eating chips and drinking, and it's like, and hey, we're back. Like, um, that's so so funny. Uh, did you have a Murph Griffin show high? Nick, what it always ranks high for me. Yeah, it always ranks high for for Nick. I know it's that one's a, a polarizing one within our committee. I know there are a couple of committee members who who <laughs> really don't have it very high at all. But no, we've we've got it in the definitely upper tier. Um, and a lot of these, you know, we put them in the upper tier because they have to be there. They're so popular. They're so well known, especially for a final season episode. I feel like Serenity Now and Festivus are ranking somewhere 1A, 1B for the most memorable thing from the last season. And that right behind it, I think, is the Merv Griffin show. So I think that that definitely plays a part in that. Right. I, I think I like the Merv Griffin episode. You know, it's also the one where, you know, Jerry sort of drugs a girl, right? And that's a... Okay. That, I mean, that is... That went too far. <laughs> that went too far. It's like, you drugged a girl to play with her toys? Like, yeah, that... that. <laughs> Let's let's not roofie girls. Okay, let's not make yeah. comedy about that. Um yeah, I mean that and that's the thing about season nine. It's like you think and, and you know, they probably could have gone on for like another season or two, but the, you know, they, they decided to end in a season nine. It's like, okay. And usually, usually if a show goes nine seasons, it's like, God, that's the that last season's gonna be horrible. And there were some 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 bad episodes, but still they st- I mean, we got the festivus from season nine. That's and that's one of the greatest things ever. It's it's, it's one of the, the, the things that live on to this day. We all celebrate festivus on December twenty-third. It's true. Exactly right. Um, I have number eight is the chicken roaster, uh, mostly because, oh, okay, no, uh, uh, mostly because um, Jerry and and Kramer basically switching roles, and they both played it so well. Jerry being Kramer was perfect, and and Kramer being Jerry was, was they, they, they just nailed it. It was so funny. Yeah, we we've got one committee member who pretty much any discussion we would have, he would just make sure to throw the chicken roaster in there. Just as long as people vote for the chicken roaster, just as long as the chicken roaster keep quits being underrated and that sort of thing. But funny enough, I believe the chicken roaster and the Merv Griffin show, if they make it to that point, would meet that in the. Is, that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, I have number seven is the abstinence. Um, this is the greatest concept ever, and this is perfect. Seinfeld. I think this is real life. If guys don't think about sex, that that, that takes away a lot of their brain. <laughs> and George becoming exponentially smarter <laughs> is just the funniest concept. You know, just when when he says when he says, oh. Absolute zero. I die every time. And then and then he's he's all with those books. And Elaine says, like, what's going on here? It's like, I can't have sex. It, it was it was just such a perfect episode. And then Elaine becoming dumber because she can't have sex. They flip it around. Yeah. I mean, they could have yeah. just left it at George and it would have been funny, but no, they they took the correct extra step and flipped Elaine and having the the opposite side effects. Yes, indeed. I need a four-letter word. Winnie the who? 
Um, I have number six is the marine biologist, and I I don't even know why I had it that low. Uh, the final scene is got to rank up there with one of the greatest in the, in the series history. And apparently Jason Alexander just got that. Like, like they just, that was like a, a late rewrite. It's like, Hey, Hey, just, just memorize this and run it. And he just, he just nailed it. Perfect. Perfect episode. And the other thing, it really shows that doing this in front of a live studio audience really helps. There are this, yeah. They they the way that the, the audience reacted was was perfect. Yeah, ab- absolutely incredible, and you know, obviously, pro- you know, probably the most famous scene for sure, if not episode overall. Uh, we put it as the number one overall seed in the tournament. We only announced what the number one seeds were. We kept all the other seed numbers off. Oh, okay. Intentionally, yeah. just so people didn't get bogged down on. Oh, I don't really think that should have been this and rather than this. Just no, just here's two episodes. Vote on whichever one you think is best. Let's keep it simple. Uh, number five, uh, I have is the. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, <clears throat> we um, we remember the marine biologist, right? But that that's also the the, the Testikov episode. And, you know, again, I, I keep coming back to these things like where they're <clears throat> what I think Seinfeld did so well in so many episodes is that they were able to to take our cultural idiosyncrasies and to make us laugh at them most of the time in a way that like most people just didn't get offended by. Right. And the, uh, just another great example with Yuri Testikov. I mean, just this angry old Russian. Right. It's. Uh, you know, you could, I feel like you can still do it on the Simpsons and you can still do it on South Park right now, but anywhere else outside of that, I think it's pretty tough. And they just did it time and time again, right? Like Chinese people, Jewish people, Russian people, gay people, straight people, old people, like on and on and on with this. And if you didn't laugh at it, I don't think it was their fault. And I don't think it was bad joke. Um, That's, I like what the what, when it was uh, the Chinese woman in Elaine says, Chang. "Isn't that bad?" Yeah, Donna Chang is like, "Isn't that is, isn't it bad if you're making fun of, if you're talking about stereotypes? Like, it's not bad if I'm saying good things about them." <laughs> yeah, you're not racist if you like them. You yeah, know, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. A little bit of a sidebar. Um, uh, the fire. This is just this is just George at his best. He is not the way he knocks over everybody to get out of that kitchen was amazing. And then afterwards, they all confront him and they someone says, How do you live with yourself? He's like, It's not easy. <laughs> That's a great line. Uh, perfect. I have number four is the soup Nazi. This is just, I mean, it's got to be up there, right? It's iconic. It's, it's, you know, it's one of the things that everybody, when you think of Seinfeld, you think of no soup for you. Um, funny little story. I, we did reach out to, uh, Larry and he did tweet about the, um, the bracket for us. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. That was our, that was our one little, uh, cast endorsement. No way. Yeah. I'll never forget. I'm going to save that email and that tweet forever. Like that was pretty awesome. Um, number three I have is the opposite. This is, I, I don't. Yeah, this is just this is just basically an all-star episode. It was a great concept. 
but George acting the opposite is was perfect. I remember seeing it the first time. And when he goes up to the woman, he says, my name is George. I'm unemployed. and I live with my parents. She's like, hi, <laughs> perfect. And then the scene in the, in the movie theater, when the kids are acting up and he turns around and screams at them and just perfect, just perfect. He's like, I'm kidding. And you you want to try me? Try me. Cause I was perfect. What did you, what did you think of the opposite? Yeah, another upper echelon in our bracket for sure. And yeah, like you said, I mean, the first time watching that episode when he walks up to that Victoria gal and, and gives her the line. And then when he we first meet Steinbrenner for the very first <laughs> in that episode too, hire this man. Hire this man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what, uh, Ruth Mantle Gerhig um, Costanza. Costanza? <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh my goodness. What a great day! Let's play two. He was just so happy, and then yeah, and and uh, in Elaine, just everything fell apart because because the um, Mr. Littman sneezed and and ruined a, a murder or something like that. Yeah, I do contend. I think it was it was shortly thereafter that when when that episode aired, that's when the Yankees went on their tear in the mid nineties. They did. That's like true. The, the the Yankees became the powerhouse again and i well, I, I, I don't do know contend that maybe it had to do something with george i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah he was in the organization um i don't i don't know how big baseball fans you were you you, you guys are but uh the thing in it's and that people don't understand maybe now is george steinbrenner was that hated owner that he's basically like like basically the steinbrenner of the of, of now is jerry jones with the with the cowboys uh you know the owner that has to make everything about himself that makes all these deals that doesn't care about the future right we only want to win now and when um when they thought george died and steinbrenner goes to George's parents to tell him, hey, your son died. George's dad yelling at him about Jay Buner was one of the greatest <laughs> things ever. Your son died. Why did you train Jay Buner? Oh. And but still totally in the canon of this is how they treat death. I mean that that, that was not like a consistent theme. I, I do think that Mike and I can relate because uh, we both spent to you know both Minnesotans and we've had to deal with the the Polad family for years and and a, a franchise uh, up in you know Minneapolis now that owner <laughs> yeah that that hasn't done anything since 1991 right so um yeah and and, and that's why people got, tell me Ken Phelps Ken Phelps um I loved the 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 Steinbrenner character. I, I I just thought that was perfect. And it never showed his face. It was always, I do also love that they actually had the actual George, Ste- George Steinbrenner act in a scene. And they're like, and this sucks. We're going to cut it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think. Um, okay. So real quick, number two, I have the subway and number one, I have the contest. What are your, so what are your number one seeds in your bracket? Number one seeds are marine biologist, the contest, the soup Nazi, so three of them that we covered here, and then the Fusilli Jerry, which is my all-time favorite, which is the Ass Man license plates episode where David Putty steals. There it is. David Putty steals Jerry's move. Uh, George George's girlfriend feels like it's aliens poking at her body when George is tempting to pleasure her bed. What are you doing? Um, I'm pleasuring you. <laughs> 
So yeah, that that that's our other number one seed. That that's probably the toughest one. I think the other three always kind of get thrown in that mix, trying to find that what is that fourth one was maybe the toughest one. But yeah, those are those are the one seeds. There's a couple other ones I just want to quickly mention. The switch for me is is all-time classic and George's reaction to finding out that his idea for Jerry to propose the menage a trois actually worked better than expected, but that Jerry wasn't going to go through with it. Just unbelievable. This is like discovering plutonium by accident. <laughs> we, you Nick, know, what do you want to Nick, go ahead and plug one. Uh, you know, I, I've always been partial and the committee thinks I, I'm crazy for this, but for me, the conversion was a brilliant episode, mainly because I'm Eastern Orthodox. Um, the Kavorka! Yeah, and, and that they were, you know, that, that my team got poked fun at on, you know, on a, on a sitcom, I thought was, um, I thought that that was, that's really one of my favorites. I don't think it will go far, um, but I did love that episode with the Kavorka as well. Are those that the was, people that go around mutant, mutilating scrolls? <laughs> eating scrolls, <laughs> mutilating scrolls. Um, I did love the big salad. Um, the junior mint was also uh, just you could do this all day. What, you could do it all day. And see, I think that's to why me, seasons three and four were like the peak of the, it. It's basically, basically you, you, you could take the series into three sections. You have seasons one, two, and three, and then four, five, and six are like, to me, really three, four, and five are like the peak of the show. And then it kind of went down for, for um, seven, eight, and nine. But yeah, season, seasons three and four were just, I mean, the you know the contest to me is 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 the number one, and then I, like right around that time, it was just just a, one amazing episode after the other. Uh, but about the switch, it, you know, they did an entire episode where George can't have sex and he becomes exponentially smarter. Think about the switch and how many hours and days they formulated a plan where they could switch him and propose a, a menage a trois and, and just how much manpower and brain power went into thinking went into how can we get this how can we get this sexual thing going yeah. that is that's perfect i do think one of the other neat things about just seinfeld in general and what they were doing especially three four five i think six also before it slowed down was just the 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 regular like weekly episodes or every other week they're just churning out episode after episode that after episode that are hysterical um i we just don't see that anymore right and i don't know if we'll ever see that anymore right i mean south park does it um simpsons can do it but these guys just um they just did it over and over and over so 169 uh, episodes and we're we're gonna vote through them all now so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um who yeah, wants to have some fun do you really want <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah yeah so yeah so go to uh seinfeld scholar and and uh vote on them is how long is is the uh is it gonna last then is it gonna be a month yeah, we're, ta- we're talking three months here because we're stretching it out with five-day polls early, then six-day polls, and then seven-day polls by the end. So it's going to be a lot to get through. We're going to give people time to re-watch a lot of it if they want to. So we're going to make this a big celebration. We're milking it. Yeah. Um, for those people who might not be aware, you can watch all, you know, like I'm up in Seattle. It's, again, it's on CW11 at for us, uh, 11 o'clock every night, right? Back-to-back episodes. I'm usually in bed, but, you know, Netflix does air it. 
Um, you know, so it's uh, very serendipitous for us that that happened. So while you can still share your passwords with your friends, um, <laughs> you, know, you can do that. And, uh, you know, Mike put in a lot of time editing little video shorts, right? Those are all available, right, Mark? Or Mike, we can get yeah, those Yeah, you can find YouTube. those on our profile page. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, if, you know, one of my friends is like, I don't have time to watch 168 episodes. I'm like, dude, you have an hour? Go watch 61 minute shorts. He goes, oh, I can do that. Yep. And he it just took off. So yeah, it's perfect. I mean, we talked about those recaps earlier too. They're right there with every vote. Just re quick reference. See what happened in that episode other than just what the title thing was about. There you go. That's the thing. And so, yeah, you get the, you get the, uh, you get the title. And obviously if you see cherry, you know, that was when, when, you know, the, the mark all this and the thing, but there's like, what else happened? And yeah. you, so it's, it's, it's perfect. Uh, he stopped short. That was my move. Like, yeah, we all, we all, oh no. Um, it is amazing that we are still talking about this show 30 years later. I think that's just, just speaks to how well it was done. Just, I don't know. It's just, it's just perfectly created, perfectly made and perfectly acted, I, you know, and yeah, some of the things are outdated, but for the most part, it still holds up like crazy. Yeah. It, it, I, I think I my know. kids will watch it and laugh, you know? Perfect. Give them three or four years, my I think just like they'll sit and watch Dazed and Confused and they'll laugh. They'll sit and watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off and they'll laugh, right? It's it's up there. Yeah. All right, guys. I could spend hours talking about this. I I am like I said, I it was one of my most fun things to do to dog to watch every episode and document it and rank it. And uh, I I can't wait to go through it again. And and I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this tournament. So uh, thanks for doing this. Make your voice heard. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Joel. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, See you guys. guys.